Hello and welcome to My Camino, a podcast. I'm Dan Mullins and it's great to have your company. Each week I introduce to you people who have walked the Camino de Santiago, a pilgrimage to the Gothic cathedral in Santiago de Compostela in northern Spain, where the remains of Christ's Apostle St. James are interred. Pilgrims have walked the journey for well over a thousand years, and each week I'll profile someone from a different part of the world. My guest this week is the award-winning Australian filmmaker and author Bill Bennett. Bill's author of the hugely popular book documenting his Camino called The Way My Way. Bill's on the line from California. We finished last week's podcast by talking about the spiritual and mystical nature of the Camino. And Bill, it's a great story that how you came to fund your first Camino, how, how you found the money. Well, look, I decided that I would walk and, um, and I, I phoned up my travel agent and I made, a, I made a booking and I think it was like something like $4,426 for the airfares for um, my wife and myself. My, I was going to fly over my wife 30 days later, so I was going to come and meet me. And then I noticed uh, later on in the day that an amount of $4,462 had come into my account, not, not had gone out. So I called up the travel agent and I said, um, mate, what's going on? Is, is, you know, is, um, why haven't you made the booking? You, why, why are you refunding me the money? And he said, well, I haven't refunded the, refunded the money at all. It's all gone through. The tickets are being issued and, and I've... I've and I pulled down that, pulled down those funds. <laughs> no, I went no. back. To, I went back to my. I went back to my bank account and had a look at it and realised that it was the figures were exactly the same. It was a royalty check. Now I don't get. I'd like to say that I get royalty checks all the time, and they're much bigger than that. <laughs> but I don't. You know, a royalty check normally come. Royalty checks normally come in. At, you know, right at the end of the year, not uh, not then. But the, the weird thing was, it was, it was. Almost exactly the amount. And in fact, if I took into account cab fares to the airport, it would have been exactly the cost of my Camino. So in other words, the universe was saying, right, you've made the decision, you've taken the plunge, now we're going to give you that money back. That's the way I read it. You said in the book, I was gobsmacked. It told me clearly I was doing the right thing. I'd been called to do this walk. So that gets me to my next question. And the reason I'm talking to you, not in Australia, but in in California, you're you're making a mm. film. Let's talk mm-hmm. about what you call PGS, your personal guidance system. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you want to know? Well, <laughs> I can talk for hours. You say well, hours you, you, okay. You say that it's like a GPS in a car. We each have a personal yeah. guidance system which tries to, and I think tries to is important. Tries to guide us through life. Yeah. Well. Yeah, look, what happened was, uh, how this film started was I was actually um, directing a movie in New Orleans um, in 1999. I was in early pre-production and I was driving to the airport uh, to uh, get the first flight back to Los Angeles. It was very early, it was before dawn. I was in a rush and as I was approaching an intersection, I had a green light up ahead. I went to speed up just to make sure that I got through on the green and I heard a voice and the voice said, slow down. Well, the roads were empty and there was, you know, number one, number one this was weird because I don't, um, <laughs> this is the first time I'd ever heard a voice. Yeah, yeah. Number two, there was no reason for me to slow down. And I, I wasn't excessively speeding. But the voice said again, very clearly slow down. As I 
So I slowed down, if for no other reason, but it just was it just seemed so weird. Uh, as I entered that intersection, a huge truck came out of nowhere on the cross street, running, running the red line, obviously thinking that there was going to be no traffic at that time in the morning or something, I don't know, um, and literally missed me by inches. And if I hadn't listened to that voice and, and slowed down, I would have been killed by that truck. And that really was the start of the film. So it took me a long time then to really you know, try and figure out what the hell happened and should I make a film about this. So I've been filming now for nearly three years all around the world and essentially what I've been trying to do is find out what that voice was, where did it come from and why was my life saved? And those are the three questions that have really driven me you know, to, to now do over 70 interviews and I've now got about 90 hours of, um, of material. And I've been speaking to, I've, I've been looking at intuition from three perspectives, the spiritual, the religious and the scientific and asking people all around the world the, essentially those three questions but, but, but then broadening out, broadening out to look at intuition uh, more generally. And your blog, PGS The Way, documents in a sense the fact that you used intuition to guide you on the Camino. Yeah, well, look, I'm a filmmaker and, and, and I'm a very, um, and, and to be a film producer and director, you need to be very organised and you need to be, you know, and I love planning, I love lists, I, I love organising things. I decided when I, when I walked the Camino that I was going to walk it intuitively, which means that I didn't forward plan anything, I didn't look at any reviews on which albergues to stay at, I would wake up in the morning not knowing what the day was going to present, but I was going to let the Camino lead me. Um, I was going to let um, and let my guidance uh, work with the Camino to, to lead me as, as it should that day, to meet the people that I needed to meet, to go to the places that I needed to go and so forth, and to learn the lessons that I needed to learn. So it was a big, big thing for me because, you know, my natural inclination is to organise everything to have you know, the next week or 10 days absolutely planned, know where I'm going to eat, know where I'm going to stay, know how far I'm going to go each day and so forth. I just threw that all, all out the window. It was a life-changing experience for me. Yeah, and how has that now impacted you these three years, three and a half years later? Well, really when I... I, I I had the notion of making the film as I walked the Camino, but when I came back from the Camino, I then I then wrote my book the way my way and it then just became really apparent to me that i and you know i guess my intuition was just telling me very very strongly right you've got to make this film you know you cannot procrastinate any longer uh, it had been 17 years or something or 16 years at that stage since that near near death you know accident and uh, like I guess the compulsion that I had to run, to walk the Camino, I had a, I then had a similar compulsion then to begin making the film. I have been making this film absolutely intuitively, um, and everybody who works on the film or everybody who is in any way associated with the film, the one first question I ask them is, I say, does your intuition tell you you should be involved with this film? And if they say, mm, well, I'm not sure, or oh. you know, let <laughs> me go, you know, then I say, no, nope. <laughs> yeah, well, sorry. Yeah. You know, you're not you're not for it. Um, I've learned a huge amount, and the Camino really has been the instigator for it. You say in your latest blog uh, on pgstheway.com, you say 
you see the Camino in terms of alchemy, that it instigated change mm -hmm. that was lying dormant within you, that you were in a state mm -hmm. of potential, that we're all in mm -hmm. wait. Tell us about that. Mm -hmm. Well, look, I think we are. I think, um, I think we incarnate with, um, you know, we're born uh, with, with the potential for a journey. Um, with the potential for change and transformation. Um, and then we, you know, we, I, I do believe that we meet the people that we're meant to meet, to learn the lessons that we're meant to learn so that we can grow in the way that we're meant to grow. But we all have free will and we all have choice. And where we come unstuck is where, when we don't listen to our personal guidance system, we don't listen to, to our intuition and we choose a rational path rather than what our intuition is telling us. And then, you know, life gets in the way. And, you know, I think that's one of the reasons, Dan, why so many people are unhappy because they, you know, they have not followed their intuitive impulses. Um, yeah, I it, don't know whether that answered the question or no, not. No, it, it did. It didn't. It, no, it perfectly answered it because it prompted me to ask this next question. And that is that so often you hear people say, oh, God, I wish I'd listened. I wish I'd taken my own advice. I wish I'd listened yeah. to what my mind was telling me. It, you hear people say yeah. it all the time, if only, why did I do that? I yeah. knew that was the wrong thing to do. I knew I shouldn't have done it, yeah. and yet so often we, we ignore mm. it. I don't suppose you'd, you'd have mm. an answer for why we ignore it, but, but it's perhaps something we all should consider. And I think you, you say some walk the Camino with the potential, the dormant potential on the way helps unlock it. Some have their potential more deeply mm. buried, more heavily protected. Mm. And that's it, isn't it? Mm. We're, we're protecting mm. our potential. And you say the Camino mm. alchemist has to work harder. So tell us mm. what, what you call the Camino as a ley line, L-E-Y, a ley line. Well, well, one of the things that I, that I believe, and, and you know, I've been in this very privileged position over the last two to three years to speak to some extraordinary people all around the world, um, um, you know, from religious and spiritual fields. One of the things that I believe is this. Everything is energy. Um, you know, the chair I'm sitting on at the moment is energy. The, um, you know, the, the voice that you hear is energy. We are all in a state of vibration. Everything is in a state of vibration. You've got the Camino, which has existed really before, you know, e even during pagan times, people were walking to Cape Finisterre. Um, you know, which was a big yeah. pagan site. It, the end of it the is, world. Yeah. It is a, exactly, yeah. It, it's a route that has been, uh, it's a pilgrimage route that has been in, in existence for, you know, before the time of before the time of Christ. But, but certain, certainly, you know, let's say the last thousand years or so. You think of the millions of pilgrims that have walked that route, and you think then of the spiritual intent with which, which they carry with them as they're heading to Santiago. Um, spiritual intent is an energy. It's a vibration within them. We have, you know, what the what Western science doesn't acknowledge, but what a lot of cultures do acknowledge. We have a chakra system, which is a subtle body, energetic uh, system of um, of energy channels and nodes within within our body. Um, there are chakras and there are energy nodes in our feet. As we walk, our spiritual intent, which is um, which is an energy, is imprinted. We leave an imprint. You know, okay, so, let, so let's say this. You, you can walk into a room and there, there are people in the room, you know, like there might be a married couple in the room and you know they've just been having a fight. You just know it. Yeah. And that is the, that is the energy in the air. 
um, you, you know, you, you sometimes you're driving in a car and you see somebody, you get the sense that somebody's looking at you and you look out the side window and sure enough, there's somebody in the next car and they're staring at you. How does that happen? There is a transference of energy. On the Camino, I believe there is a transference of energy um, that, um, that, that exists within, it is the release of that potential that exists within most pilgrims, not, not all of them, but, um, but those that allow it then to imprint. And so when other pilgrims then follow, they pick up that energetic imprint. And, you know, I firmly believe this is the reason why people in their 80s and yeah. sometimes older can walk 800 kilometres. I mean, how does that make sense? Other people walk the Camino with ailments and, and life-threatening sicknesses. And they finish it and they're healed. Now, now, what's happened? Something has happened. I do believe that the Camino holds this extraordinary energetic power that is available for those that walk it if they allow it. And this, once again, comes down to free will and choice. And you say everyone has the potential. That's why we incarnate. It's to change, to grow and to mm -hmm. learn. Of course, mm -hmm. you say you don't need to walk the Camino to affect change. But in your instance, it mm -hmm. was the alchemist. It unlocked your potential mm -hmm. to transform and to raise your vibrations. Mm -hmm. You say every day is a test, mm -hmm. every day a challenge, every day an opportunity. I love those mm -hmm. th the, the, that, that's that one sentence. Every day is a test, mm -hmm. every day a challenge, every day an opportunity. That's almost a mantra. Mm -hmm. And here you are talking about chakras and vortexes you've written your own mantra mm. <laughs> well you know look i, I think uh, well thank you for saying that about that last sentence because I, I do um you know i write these blogs really stream of consciousness it, don't it doesn't take me very long to write them at all then it takes me a long time to correct my grammar <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, but, but um but within that i hope anyway is a a sense of humility. I keep on coming back to this 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 thing about um, about how the Camino humbles you, um, because every day is a test. You you know you you try, you know if look one of the one of the things about the Camino is this is that the Camino I regard is, is a, a hermetically sealed bubble. Um, you know for that period of time that you're walking the Camino, you don't look at the news, you don't know what's going on in the rest of the world. You're only focused on um, you know, your immediate um, concerns, what's coming up the next day, where you're going to stay, what you're going to eat and so forth. It is a cocoon. In a sense, it is a very unreal world. It's not a real world. Um, and then the trick is, and, and, and within that hermetically sealed um, ecosystem, if you like, uh, or crucible, let's call it a crucible. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it is, you know, just like a crucible, you have this heat which changes the compounds in that crucible. Um, and at the end, you have, um, you know, a, a different kind of material. You have a different kind of person. Once again, if, 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 you, allow, if you allow it to happen, and that heat can be, the, you know, the kilometres you walk, it can be the injuries that you suffer, it can be the uh, ignominy you face because of, you know, of, um, you know, things that you said or did, did or something like that that comes back to you. Um, it is, um, yeah, it does, it does affect change. Everybody has the potential to change. Um, the Camino loosens, loosens those binds 
But some people, as I said in that little in that little bolt and that post, some people hold hold it very very dear. And the reason they hold it dear is because of fear. That's right. And fear is what dominates it dominates our our life in almost every decision we make from the moment we wake up. And there's a, a great the, the very new age, if you like, uh, sort of school of thought in the U.S. at the moment that there's only two things that motivate us, and that's fear and love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, 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 I don't know that it motivates us so much, but I certainly subscribe to that. I think that, um, I think that, um, you know, look, you look at all these bloody four-wheel drives on the, on the road, right? Yeah. They're, they're vehicles that have been chosen largely out of fear. Um, you know, it's a perfect example of, of yeah. how we make choices out, out of out of fear. We do it in every single day of our life. Getting back to that sentence about every every day a test, every every day a challenge, every day an opportunity. Um, it is. You know, you know, you you are constantly tested. If you can bring the spirit of the Camino back into your life, in, into your everyday life, then what happens is that you become more aware. You become more aware of yourself. You become more aware of the things around you. You become more aware of the people around you. One of the things that, one of the key phrases that, that has come through in all of the filming that I've done now with, you know, all these people around the world for my intuition film, two words come up. They, time and time again, people say, pay attention. If you want to be intuitive, pay attention. Pay attention to your thoughts from moment to moment. Pay attention to the way you um, interact with people. Pay attention to what you're being told. We are given signs all the way, uh, constantly. These signs, these signs come up um, that are there to help guide us on our path, uh, on our path to what I believe is the true potential of each person. Each person is born with this potential for something, whether it's whatever it is. It doesn't necessarily have to be grand, but but in the whole scheme of things, we each have a potential, and we are given signs and opportunities every single day to realise that potential. We've just got to pay attention. That's powerful stuff. Boy, that's powerful stuff, Bill. I want to thank you first. Just... <laughs> I want to thank you for the last 20 minutes of discussion because it's just extraordinary. And I know my listeners will appreciate your your scholarship because this is something you've learned and your honesty because really you're sharing your journey with us and, and you're still very much on that journey. I, I just want to talk mm. before we finish, I want to talk about the years since 2013 when you stepped onto the Camino. Mm. You and your wife Jennifer started a tool company uh, you did the mm. Portuguese Camino from Porto to Santiago. Mm-hmm. How did that compare to mm-hmm. the French way? Well, for a start, it's shorter. Um, and we took people with us. Um, and and so we needed to do something in, in a two-week period. I love the Portuguese Camino. I think it's, I think it's a sweet little walk. Um, the Portuguese people are beautiful. Uh, they're so friendly and so, so wonderful. I mean, the Spanish people are too, but the Portuguese are just gorgeous. I love grilled salmon, and I love um, vino verde. <laughs> vino, vino verde is green wine, and, and you only get it in the northern part of Portugal. Um, it's a really, really sweet walk, um, and I, I wouldn't mind doing that walk, you know, once once a year. We also did a, a walk, uh, the Via di Francesco, I was following to that uh, now, yeah. the way 
Yeah, the worst in France is in Italy. Florence to Assisi. Florence to Assisi. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, that probably, of, uh, of all the walks we've done, that is probably the most spectacular in terms of landscape and so forth. Um, it's a hard walk in that it's... Um, oh, <laughs> you'd appreciate this, Dan. Every day is no sombrero. Let me put it that way. Oh, okay. Ah, Right. Yeah, exactly, exactly. When when I looked at the elevations and so forth and I realised, my goodness, it's an Osebrero each day. <laughs> so how long? Do, how far is Porto to Santiago in Portugal? Um, it's about 250k, something okay. like that. And Florence so to Assisi? You can do a, oh, sorry, go on. Uh, well, um, we started in Laverna, which is south of Florence, to get out of the um, all the urban traffic and so forth. Laverna is where St. Francis, there's a wonderful monastery in Laverna, which is where St. Francis um, experienced his stigmata. It's a very, very sacred place. We started there, and I think that was from there to Assisi, uh, which again is a very powerful connection to St. Francis. That is um, about 270, I think, something like that. Um, yeah. And if you can if you can do that walk when uh, when the truffles are out, it's really worth it. <laughs> oh, fantastic! Now you're talking. Now wait a minute. So then, October 2015, a spiritual tour to India. How does India rate in terms mm. of walking tours? And 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 if you forgive the 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 the, the saying, finding yourself. Mm. <laughs> well, look. One one of the reasons we do these we these tours is is so that we can meet really wonderful people. Um, what we do with India, and I know India now quite well because both Jennifer and myself have been there probably over 20 times or so. Um, what we do is we take people to all the different, all, all the sacred, like the, whole, the holy or spiritual sacred sites of India that represent uh, Hinduism, Buddhism, um, you know, the Mughal influence. Um, we finish in... Uh, each year we finish in um, Bombay in Mumbai for Gampati, which is an extraordinary um, uh, Hindu ceremony involving millions of people where they immerse these gigantic paper mache Ganeshas, which is the um, elephant god, yeah. in the waters of Chapati Beach. And really what it is is, you know, we stay in an ashram in Rishikesh for a period of time. We go to we go to where the, the Beatles uh, used to hang out with the oh, Maharishi. Right. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. And all, all, all of that, we go up to the Dalai Lama Temple and uh, we go to the um, the Golden Temple, the Sikh Temple um, in um, uh, Amritsar. So in a in a sort of concentrated period of time, we give people bite-sized chunks, if you like, of different different aspects of spirituality and religion in India. Look, I, I, we've run out of time. I could talk to you for hours, but I know you've got a movie to make, and that's why you're in <laughs> California do. this week. What's the timeline, do you think, yeah. for, for the film, Bill? How, how's it uh, going? Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed I'll be finished by April next year and I'm hoping that I'll be releasing it um, by about September, October next year, 2017. So it's getting, now after this long period of time, it's getting very close now to finishing. It's getting serious as they say. Well, yeah, and I'm getting, you know, more and more nervous because, you know, it's one thing to, you know, make a film and have it in the editing room and, you know, and... And it's your nice, it's your nice little baby, and you think it's beautiful. But at some point, you've got to put it in the stroller and take it out on the street, and people realise it could be really ugly. 
<laughs> Spoken as a true filmmaker, yeah. only a true filmmaker would say. Look, Bill Bennett, you have enlightened us. And as I said earlier, you've shared so much of yourself and your philosophy. Uh, it's been amazing, Bill, to be honest. All the best in completing the, the movie. I can't wait to see it and to learn more about the Thanks, personal man. guidance system and relying on intuition for more guidance in my life and, and my listeners' lives. Well, thank you also for um, doing this podcast because I think podcasts are a, a really great way of getting getting a message out about the Camino. Um, and uh, good on you for doing this, Dan. It's fa- fantastic. Thanks, Bill. Thank you for your time and your insight. That's Bill Bennett there, an author, award-winning filmmaker and blogger. The blog site is pgstheway.com. And if you're interested in reading more about the tours Bill hosts with his wife, Jennifer, the website, Gone Tours. We'll be back next week with My Camino, a podcast. I'm Dan Mullins. Thank you for your company and thank you for sharing our wonderful guest, Bill Bennett. This will be up on our website and you can share it with your friends as much as you like. Thanks for your time. We'll see you next week.